You're listening to Irish Radio Canada at home and abroad, and I'm always fascinated and love when I hear stories, particularly from East Galway. And then, as I have a very soft spot for Banlaslow, anything that comes out of Banlaslow, I'm always curious about as well, because uh, there's a long history there. <clears throat> and I remember growing up, we were told that uh, the Athlone Horse Fair, one of the oldest in Europe, that Napoleon used to come to or send his buyers to buy the horses at the Bandeslaw Horse Fair. And uh, when I went to school in Bandeslaw many, many years ago, I was boarding in Garbley, and that was the ancestral home or the family home of the Clancarty family, who would have been the landed gentry of the time. Well, there has been a bit of digging done in Bandeslaw recently. And it wasn't, I would say, planned. It was more normal remedial uh, maintenance work being done on the streets and a footpath was being repaired and not much very low below the surface some uh, bones were found and it turns out these were quite interesting they weren't recent they weren't animal they were human and Fiona Maguire who is a consultant archaeologist at Atlantic Archaeology uh, was involved in the project Fiona thanks a million for coming along for a chat that's no problem, Austin. Thanks for your interest. So, as I said there, this was not where anybody had figured out there might be something of interest. It literally appeared. Um, it's, it's, well, it, I'll tell you now, Austin, what it was. It was part of a project. Um, it was the upgrading of the Balneslow um, water and sewage and the town enhancement scheme. So I was the monitoring archaeologist, um, so I was keeping an eye on all of the work. And when literally one day uh, last year, I think it was, um, I was monitoring this, um, the removal of this footpath because they were going to replace it and out popped a human femur and from out under the path, like completely unexpectedly, as you said. Now, we knew um, a lot of the locals, you know, would be saying, oh, there's burials here, there's burials there. Um, and one man in particular kind of sold me a fairly convincing story about him coming home from school one day, and he, um, you know, he saw guys fixing a, um, or doing some repairs to an ESB line, and they had come across human remains. So there was kind of an idea that there might be something there, but nothing really certain. So anyway, I was monitoring and out popped the human femur. We opened up the ground another little bit and eventually we found um, the remains of 10 in situ individuals. So men, women and children um, and a lot of what we call disarticulated bone, which is just scatters of bone. Like the ground had been very disturbed because as you can imagine, they were literally just under the footpath. And um, there was quite a lot of services under there as well, you know, for water and gas and the like and for broadband. So, yeah, so we carried out um, an excavation. It was, turned out to be the remains of a small cemetery um, dating, well, the area that we were digging in uh, dated from between the 15th and the 17th century. So it was actually pre the Clancarties in Ballinasloe. Um, so it was kind of, it reflected really, you know, or showed us that there were people in the town um, before that the modern town emerged, basically. Um, and as I said, it was a mixed cemetery, men, women and children. And um, they were buried in these very simple graves, simple rectangular pits. 
they were aligned east-west, which is in keeping with Christian burial. Um, they were all, well, we say nobody was older than 44 years old. Um, so now I have to say that we only ex- excavated part of the cemetery that was being um, impacted by works. So it's likely that that cemetery actually goes in under the building. Um, the building is in Society Street. Um, we found, like, the, the burials themselves, as I said, they were kind of simple pits. They were buried in simple pits, um, but we found that they had um, been wrapped in shrouds, um, you know, as part of the burial ritual. And they had been buried with these clear-coloured stones, um, which is very, very unusual in burials of that date. Normally, that's something that you associate with the medieval period, so with the, the arrival of Christianity in Ireland. But yeah, so they were at, they had, at these, these stones had been placed in, in, in the graves, uh, with the people. And then I suppose our most spectacular find, uh, was from a woman aged between 35 and 44 years. Um, uh, she had been wrapped in a shroud, placed in the grave, and a set of rosary beads had been wrapped around her feet. Uh, and the rosary beads were made from bone. There were 67 beads in all. Um, and they formed part of a six, uh, decade rosary and that's of a type that we know emerged from Rome uh, from Via Coronari which is the place where the, bead, or where the rosary beads were made um, in Rome in the 15th century so it, you know the, the artefacts and the dates kind of tie in with each other so it was hugely interesting, hugely exciting um, uh, you know we were delighted to find it really and you know t- to be fair to the contractors as well that we were working with they were, you know, they were on board with it when they realised the significance of it. So it was lovely. So, Fiona, from a social uh, history perspective, what were you able to learn? Well, we did some analysis on the bone. Um, we did this isotope analysis, so we were able to, well, you know, very broadly speaking, we were able to see that... Um, they were more the people that were buried there were from more or less the general area, um, and that they had a good diet, um, a diet that had meat and dairy products and cereals in it. Um, we did analysis of the bone as well, and um, we had a very good osteoarchaeologist, Linda Lynch, uh, working with us, and she discovered that um, the people were, were actually quite well fed. They didn't, you know, they weren't starving, they weren't famine victims or anything like that. Um, they, you know, the fact that they were formally buried as well would kind of indicate that they were, you know, well to do and, and what have you. Um, and also, and they were formally buried as well, you know, there, there may have been grave markers, um, of, from, made from some kind of organic material that just didn't survive in the, in the, in the ground. Um, and I suppose from a social point of view, uh, what we discovered as well was that those, Burials, although we knew nothing about them really, you know, there was no, there was no, you know, history of a, a cemetery in the area. But we looked at some old maps, um, one map in particular, a 17th century map, the Stafford map, um, which showed um, Ballinasloe around the 1640s, I think, around sort of, we'd say the mid 17th century. And it showed Churchill, which is actually behind Society Street. And there was a cross marked on the summit of a hill, and that indicates that there was a church there. So it's most likely that, that those burials were associated with that church. Um, and we also found um, the remains of a well 
um, which would have played some part, no doubt, in the in the burial ritual or played some part in the the you know uh, the ecclesiastical story. Um, and that well had been enclosed at some later date by uh, an outer wall, and it's likely to have been roofed as well. So it may have been kind of a, a ritual site, or what have you, at a later date. The only thing we didn't find Austin, and which hopefully at some stage somebody will, was where they lived. We know where they died, we know where they worshipped, but we don't actually know um, at the moment where they lived. So that's going to take another little bit of research. And Fiona, what do we know about Banlaslow at that time? Because uh, I know, as I said in the intro there, that it, the horse fair, one of the oldest in Europe, and Napoleon used to send his buyers. Um, so... Obviously, there was if it, there was a church up on the top of the hill there where the Protestant church is now, um, mm-hmm. there was obviously a community. Uh, absolutely, Austin. Absolutely, and it's like it's likely that we found like just the smallest bit of evidence of a small part of that community. You know, it's likely that that cemetery was once more, much more extensive. Um, like there's, it's kind of in a way that it fills in a gap between. We say we know Turlock O'Connor was in Ballinasloe in the 12th century. He had uh, he had a, a stronghold there. He built a bridge across the river. You know, there's lots of evidence of that from the annals. You know, from the written sources. So really, our bit kind of fits into the next period, sort of the the, the late medieval. Uh, period and it really is kind of the roots of the modern town, I suppose. Um, the bridge, uh, you probably know it there, the 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 main bridge across the river at the, just at the end of Main Street on Bridge Street that was built in 1570, um, and it probably replaced an earlier structure as well. Um, the castle there out on you know sort of on the on the eastern side of. Uh, the town, you know, that would have been in existence as well at the time. Um, we know from other excavation, um, other excavations that were carried out a few years ago that there was, um, that it would have been, you know, partly a, a farming community. They found the remains of a, a corn drying kiln up um, on the western side of the town. Um, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, there might have been burials up there as well, but I'm not, I'm not 100% about that. But yeah, so there was an established community and, you know, it, it, like the town grew up around the river, you know, as, as you know, it's, it's, it's a strategic kind of location. It's a frontier town, if you like. Um, it's the gateway to the west. Um, and it was very accessible, you know, um, right in the middle of the country, just as it is today, really. Um, and I suppose they would have made use of the roads, the river systems, um, you know, uh, to get around and, you know, to, to establish a, a settlement. Fiona, you mentioned at the beginning that you were on site or you were the um, archaeologist um, there yeah. before. Um, what I gather from that, obviously, then is when there's roadworks going on or there's construction going on, um, care is being taken, obviously, within Galway. And East Galway yeah. to um, ensure that stuff doesn't get accidentally damaged. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's very um, like I was on that project. We started work on that project in July of 2018, 
and we pretty much finished at the, you know, kind of the end of 2020, really November 2020. So, yeah, like as part of planning, really, we, we archaeologists are brought on to projects like that and especially, you know, kind of large infrastructural projects like that because the potential for finding, you know, evidence for the past under the ground exists. And it was particularly good for Ballinasloe because, um, Obviously, I'm from Ballinasloe, um, and it was a huge privilege to, to, to be able to, to work on that project. But it was good for Ballinasloe because, in a sense, um, we we had an idea that, you know, there was settlement there. You know, we could kind of say, well, there was Turlock O'Connor, and then there was the Clancartys. But what we found was evidence for the bit in the middle and also the origins of the, the, the modern town, you know, we know we could see how well it was laid out, all of that kind of stuff. So, so that that project enabled us to do all of that. You know, there's fabulous industrial archaeology under the streets. There was beautiful stone cut drains. You know, the the, the you know the gas pipes were still there. The, the old cast iron gas pipes. Um, you know, sewage systems, all of that kind of thing. It was a really well laid out, structured town, right from, you know, sort of from the late, the late 18th century, I suppose, onwards. And actually, Austin, sorry, I forgot to tell you now, if you don't mind, I, we found the remains of the old market house as well, uh, which used to sit at the top of the square. Um, the wall footings and, uh, sort of floor surfaces and, and that were, um, were still extant under the ground. Um, and that was, very interesting as well. We, we found an old well there uh, that would have been associated with it as well. So, you know, if we hadn't been on that project, none of that stuff would have been recorded. You know, it would just have been um, forgotten about really. So so it kind of emphasised the importance of having somebody on site. Um, you know. So uh, when you said the square, I presume you're talking about St. Michael's Square. St. Michael's Square, yeah. Yeah, exactly. right. <laughs> and so Fiona, then... The artifacts that are discovered and that you have found, where did they go and um, do they um, come back to Bandeslaw for uh, purposes of being on exhibition or do they head to Dublin? Well, they, they, they under the National Monuments Acts, all um, artifacts are the property of the state and they are safeguarded, I suppose, really is the best word used by the National Museum. So everything goes to the National Museum, including actually the human remains, um, because they're treated as artefacts and they, you know, they're held for further study. Um, now, the hope is, Austin, that um, what we want to do is kind of build on what we have discovered during this project. So we hope to collaborate with the Heritage Officer from Galway County Council on a publication and perhaps an exhibition of the material that that, um, that was found. Um, and what I would absolutely love to do is we wouldn't be able to, to keep the, the beads on permanent ex- exhibit, but I would love to see um, a replica of the beads being made and, and for them to be exhibited. Mm-hmm. And because they are, like, they're extremely rare. There's only one other example of them known from Ireland, and actually, coincidentally, it's from County Galway, or from Galway City, sorry, from Middle Street in Galway as well. But we all, we have a full set, you know, it's, it's a, they're absolutely fabulous. I, I don't know whether you've seen the photographs. Yeah, I've, um, seen, I've seen the photographs. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and they're really well preserved. And I think what's fabulous about them is that they're so recognisable as, you know, there's something that we can all relate to very often in archaeology. You know, you'd be finding, you know, bits of stone that would have been used as stone tools and people can't relate to that at all. Whereas 
when we saw the rosary beads, like the effect that it's had on people is, is really remarkable, whether you're religious or not. You know, they are, they're, they're so human. You know, there's something we recognize, you know, um, and still use in, in burial practice today. So. Well, Fiona is fascinating. And uh, uh, thanks, Austin. Is, 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 uh, has the work been completed or is it an ongoing project? Not the archaeology, but the upgrading of infrastructure? No, it, it's been completed and the town looks absolutely fabulous. That's all I can say. They've uh, painted the buildings and, you know, there's kind of steps afoot to, you know, there, there's, they've just done a really good job. Um, you know, uh, to, to bring on the town because it had gone down, like obviously, like most towns, um, quite a bit. But now it's back. It's vibrant looking. It's, you know, all spiffied up, you know, and, you know, looking forward to the future. So excellent. Excellent. That's a big thing for an archaeologist to say. Things <laughs> <laughs> were so interested in the past, but it's good. You know, it's good. It's good for the town and for the people in it. So, yeah. Well, Fiona, thanks a million for taking the time. And it is not at all. My pleasure. Been a real pleasure talking to you. We've been talking to Fiona McGuire about the archaeological find in Society Street in Bandlestow. And uh, I'm sure uh, as the beads uh, are analysed and put on display somewhere, they will be well worth taking a trip somewhere and hopefully down to Bandlestow. And I will give a plug when you're in Bandlestow, it is worth going a little bit farther and going down to the Famine Museum in Portumna. Uh, it is a wonderful experience and not so much in, in at being a wonderful experience, but what has been done there is a tremendous um, experience of what the times were and how they were treated. So there's lots to do in East Galway between Banderslow, Portumna and other places around there. Uh, lots of archaeology. Fiona, thanks a million for taking the time. Not at all. Thanks, Austin.